This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from, with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. And welcome back to Shrink Chicks. We are, have one of our amazing couple therapists here today, <laughs> Nicole Lewis. Today's episode is Dispelling Some Myths of Couples Therapy. And right here is the amazing Nicole Lewis, licensed and marriage family therapist. She yeah. specializes in emotionally focused couples therapy. And you work almost exclusively with couples at this point. Yeah, pretty much. She Only loves working with I couples. I love working with couples. Yeah. So, I think I have two individuals. How's That's that going? It. <laughs> it's harder hard. for you to work with in hot. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, give me the couples. Yeah, those sessions couples. fly by. And you know, we. That's true. We're yeah. so glad to have you today because I feel like you know a lot of people are super pro therapy, right? Pro, like therapy, I feel like is a kind of a buzzword right now. Mm-hmm. And also, people talk about couples therapy, but I don't think anyone actually knows what the fuck to expect when they walk in the room, which I think it makes yeah. it really scary. Mm-hmm. And I think what we know is that research tells us that couples come in for therapy seven years too yeah. late. Yeah. Seven years <laughs> too late. So the amount of times, how many times have you gotten this voicemail? Hey, um, hey, Dr. Lewis. She's not a doctor, but it's what everyone calls People it. People call us doctors. So I don't know why. Hey, um, you know, me and my spouse were thinking about getting divorced. Therapy's our last ditch effort. Yes. How many times have yes. you heard that exact thing? So much. It's our last, it's our our last straw. This is the last thing. If this doesn't work, then... We're, we're done. Yeah. We're ending it. But that just doesn't really scare me because it makes sense. You know, you're just like, there's so much happening and it's just a lot. So, yeah, of course, you're just done. You're done you're just, by the yes. time you yes. get in there. But usually you're not, which is why you're 
Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. But yeah. I think I think too that one of the reasons why it's so important to talk about this is that I think mm-hmm. that a lot of couples feel, oh, I can't go to couples therapy unless we have a serious problem. And yeah, if we're yeah. going to couples therapy, um, then there must be something wrong with our relationship. So yeah. I think we should talk about that because mm-hmm. I think the couples who work on their relationship before there becomes these huge yeah. issues yeah. Um, are the ones that are the most successful. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it, so it's like preventive medicine, right? So it's like taking yeah. care of your health before there's an issue. Yes. And so would you say, so tell us a little bit, tell us a little bit about it, like how your practice works. Yeah. So if I walk in your room, I want to hear what happens next. Yeah. So I have <laughs> two two thoughts going off of Jen, what you said. You know Dax Shepard? Yes. He's so yeah. great, right? Mm-hmm. Armchair great. expert. Yes. Oh, he's <laughs> so good. He's so good. But he was on The Ellen Show like oh, a while ago. But he said something like, we all take our car in once a year to get checked, but yet when it like comes to our relationship, we're just like, mm. <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah, figure right? it out. Yeah. He's like, you should treat your relationship with the same respect Absolutely. you treat your car. So as you were and saying that's, And that, that's a low bar. Yeah. <laughs> At least right? for my car. Uh, and mine right? too. <laughs> if, it's, if we're talking about my car, it's, it's not getting any love. <laughs> same. <laughs> right? Yes. Right? So I just think, yeah, to your point, if you can come in oh, before, yeah. there's like all these problems. Of course, it's just like better. And I also, I think one of the things too is that people think, oh, well, we're not married and, you know, we shouldn't be going to couples therapy if we're mm-hmm. not married. Like, no. Yeah. You can still go to couples therapy. Yeah. At yeah. any stage. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's easier. It's easier for the couple. It's You haven't hurt each other enough yet. It's easier for the therapist, <laughs> you know? It's just easier. Well, and I think I also hear this other thread, and I've heard this, like, not in a professional sense, but a personal one of, like, and maybe have used this a few times. I'm not going to, I don't want to admit <laughs> that, but I'm going to be try to be honest as possible here to be transparent, which is, like, this idea of saying, like, well, if we can't figure this out, we need to go to couples therapy. So, like, couples therapy mm. as a punishment. Or uh, I've totally right? done that, I, too. I know. Right? <laughs> it doesn't feel good to admit, but no. it's true. But, yeah. and I feel like also parents do that with kids a lot. Yes, mm. I got that one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was like, oh, if you keep doing this, you're going to have to go to therapy. Right. So right. therapy like is a bad thing. Right? Yeah. But, like, it's not. It's no. actually, like, this beautiful, amazing gift I, you give yeah. yourself. Yeah. I went to one of my friend's weddings. And <laughs> at the end of it, I guess I had had a few drinks or <laughs> – but, like, I <laughs> was saying – I think it, I think it was the couple that just got married. I was like, listen – Go to couples therapy before <laughs> you have any issues. And I, I went on my soapbox. At their wedding. It was not the time. <laughs> at their You're wedding. Like, at I'm their wedding. Them know. I was I was like, oh, I have really good information and for And they're people. like, God, don't invite that Jen girl to I know. Wedding. And She's since then, I have daughter. not been to any weddings. Okay, oh. COVID. <laughs> maybe that was the pandemic. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, but so, oh, so tell us. Yeah, so like I think a lot of people don't yes. even know what to expect when they come in. Yeah. So what would you say to people? How do, you, how do we prepare people and feel more comfortable? Act like we're out? the couple coming into your oh. office. What would you say to us? <laughs> well, I mean, for me, standardly, what I do for all couples is I see you together in the first session, and then you'll each get one individual session, and then you'll come back to doing the couple's work. I think that helps selfishly it helps me because mm-hmm. it gives me a better idea of just, like, what is happening, what's going on. I think we all do what we do for good reason. And so good, bad, right, wrong. We, we just do what we do for some kind of reason. And I think if I can know and understand that, it just helps me work just better on yeah. behalf of mm-hmm. your relationship. And then hopefully 
for the you know for the couple i think it's easier sometimes for couples to share more of like what's on their heart yeah. what's going on in their head the hard stuff that not that they're holding from their partner but like it just doesn't feel safe enough to no. to talk about yeah. it yet mm-hmm. so that's a little bit like i guess specifically about like what that even together like. yes. yeah each get one and then we come mm-hmm. we come back mm-hmm. and I think another fear people have is, excuse my cough, (laughs) allergies, allergies. Um, I feel like another um, fear people have is that like, what happens if we start, people's fear about going in is like if they start digging up something and Mm. we start creating fights that weren't there. Mm. I've heard people express that concern a ton. I'm wondering what you would say to that. Yeah. I mean, it comes out and it comes out anyway. Yes. Right? It just comes out sideways. And so coming in and doing the work, it just helps it. It helps send clear signals to mm-hmm. your partner, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't come up. I can't tell you. I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. How many couples will talk about, you know, fighting about chores or the dishes or, <coughs> like, whatever thing that is. And I'm not saying that stuff isn't frustrating and annoying. But for me, it's like that's symbolic of what. So right. it's not about the dishes. I know. <laughs> it's easy. So, easy interesting. To, interesting. Easy yeah. to blame it on that. I yeah. also think that a huge fear that, that couples have going in is that the therapist is going to side with mm, one yeah. partner. I think that that's a huge fear. Yeah. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a fear for people. I just don't – I just don't view it that way. I mean, I just – unless, of course, it's like physical abuse or something, but mm. I just don't meet many couples, if any, where it's all one partner's fault that they're in distress. Right. People are going to not, not want to hear that, what you just said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they really aren't. But that it takes two to tango. Right. Right. Yeah. Like that, and sometimes that hurts to hear. And also a lot of times the truth hurts. <laughs> but, yeah. And also yeah. you're on the side of the relationship. Yes. Yes. You know, like, yeah. and I think that that's hard because also when they're coming in, they're not a partnership, right? Like right. they're struggling because they're struggling to yeah. form a partnership. And yeah. so you're on the side of the partnership. Yeah. And uh, again, good, bad, right, wrong. People do what they do for some kind of reason. It's right. our defense mechanisms are up. Right. Because we don't feel safe enough to turn to our partner and talk about or share the deeper, softer parts of what's happening and going on. Mm-hmm. So I just validate that. Yeah. It's not easy. Right. People are protecting themselves in their relationships in ways that end up hurting their relationship. Right. But But they just want to protect it. Like, I think, like, if you sit here and think about how much is self-protection. Yeah. Right? Of how how many times do I not tell tell something to my partner? How often do I turn away from my partner? Yeah. How often do I want to protect myself from real pain? And I think that's the thing is, like, when you're single, you have this idea that once you're married, mm-hmm. you're going to feel safe all the time. Yeah. That's that's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> that is a myth. It is a myth. Right? Because yeah. like, there's a lot of parts about marriage that are very, very difficult and so scary. Yeah. And yeah. and there's I think there's an idea of like, okay, when we get married, like these things will stop. Mm-hmm. What? The unconscious contract, right? not yeah. true, right? right. Like yeah. those, and, and sometimes those things are amplified because you're like, yeah. Well, I'm married now. Why isn't it stopping? Right? Yeah. Like, or why didn't this change? Right. Um, when, you know, and then your reaction to it gets yeah. even more intense or your yeah. protective mechanisms come out even more. Um, and so are there times in which, Nicole, like you would say, like, what are the best times for couples to come into therapy? 
I mean, this sounds so, so corny and cliche, but just like when you're ready, I yeah. mean, you just. How do you know you're ready? So that's what people are going to ask. I'm yeah. just asking yeah. questions. Yeah. That's what yeah. everyone's going to say. I mean. So how do you know? What would that look like? I feel like just come, right? Just like come in. I Just. Just a conversation. Yeah. It, it's just. I Ready doesn't mean not scared. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. terrifying. <laughs> right? That's this idea that you're going to feel scary. super excited. No. And not scared. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a myth. A, that's absolutely. 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 It's hard. It's it so is. hard. Couples work is so hard. Not that individual work isn't no, hard. It's, different. it's just so it's just so different because you have to hold the space for more people mm-hmm. in in the yeah. room. I also think it's interesting. I think there is this interesting dynamic between couples and individuals where you feel very aligned with your individual therapist Mm -hmm. and you feel like protected and safe, hopefully if you have a really good clinician that you feel good with. And then I think that there's an interesting thing that happens in couples where it's like, I still want you to think we're a good couple. I still want Mm. you to think I'm nice, right? I feel like there's a different level of approval sometimes people really want from their couple therapist. Have you experienced that? Yeah, no one wants to feel bad or Mm -hmm. like they're – the problem or they're wrong which mm-hmm. is how couples feel anyway which is why the defense mechanism comes up to feel like you need to protect yourself right i mean this is um obviously not not my thoughts this is eft the, yeah. the theory the theory i use but they talk about and i am pretty explicit about it when working with couples of talking about the difference between pursuers and withdrawlers so don't quote to, me, but I think like like in eighty percent of relationships, there's someone who's more of the pursuer, and there's someone who's more of the withdrawler. So the pursuer, I'm speaking generally, but is someone yeah. who tends to just be more of the initiator, initiates communication, initiates conflict, wears their heart on their sleeve more. They might be seen as the more emotional one. Um, anger might their partner might perceive them more as angry. And the withdrawler is someone who tends to avoid conflict. They want to try to keep the peace. They become quiet. They retreat. They retract. And both, neither is wrong. It's just, mm-hmm. just is. It's just, yeah. You know? It's, a de- it's like their defenses, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when someone's listening to this and they just say, holy shit, that's mm. me. I'm the pursuer. Most times people <laughs> know exactly what they are. Yes. If they're... you're listening, yeah. probably within one second you knew. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So yeah. So Jen, what do you think is the biggest difference between you and your husband? I think there's a lot, but I would say probably how much time we spend on our hair. <laughs> your ongoing hair journey. But it's a lot less now that we started using Do Edit Scrunchies. Do Edit Scrunchies have such elasticity in it. It's so much better for your hair. And just the colors are so beautiful. They're so adorable. And here's the best thing. They're all like ethically made, ethically sourced right here in North America do edit is Caitlin Bristow's company, and we're obsessed with her too. Also, I have a new love for headbands now. Yes, her headbands are amazing, and my daughter is obsessed with the Brits. She's so cute. She looks perfect She's just in them. The, the only thing is that you really have to snap it because they sell out fast. So fast. Yes. I just went on the other day because I wanted another headband. Because we're scrunchy addicted. Exactly. So say goodbye to bad hair days with do. Spice up your daily wardrobe with a fun scrunchier hair accessory. Use the one-time code SHRINKCHICKS for 15% off your first purchase with them at doedit.com. And please do yourself a favor and subscribe to their newsletter. 
all newsletter subscribers get early access and front-of-the-line priority with exclusive access to shop all of their drops first. Do it. Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? (laughs) It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. pursuer in my relationship I, i'm the withdrawer yeah. you yeah. know what i probably would have always said that i was the pursuer until everything happened with my infertility mm. and then i think yeah. that i actually did yeah. go a lot internal and became a withdrawer yeah You're welcome like how does it feel <laughs> welcome it to feels, our side you know what being on both sides right i think that when you're the pursuer you can feel you can become highly critical and you can more often feel rejected. Yes. Withdrawaler, mm. I can feel a lot more isolated, but I feel safer. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so, like, there's... <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. So there's a, right? So there's a comfort in that. There's a safety in yeah, it. Yeah. And mm. also, I know that my husband is on the other side of that feeling the rejection mm. that I have felt before. Yeah. 
And mm. so that doesn't make me feel so good nice to, to know have both. Yeah. both sides. Yeah. Like when, yeah, like I feel like the trauma of that experience for me really changed a lot about wow. my emotions. Wow. And the, like the way you're processing your emotions. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That makes sense. And so I wonder if that in turn will change your husband's reaction to you. Right? Because if we're talking about. That poor guy doesn't know what to do. Right. I have so many feelings. <laughs> I have so so Every day, he's just like, we're just going to adapt. He's, thank goodness I Very married adaptable. an engineer because he's so leveled yeah. out and even keel. Yeah. Where I'm like, I, have to, I feel everything. Yes. But I All th- day long. But yes. I- <laughs> yeah. So, so and, but another myth is that pursuers will think withdrawalers don't feel anything. And I'm like, that is yeah. internally, there is so much happening. Absolutely. It just feels so scary mm-hmm. to to share it Mm -hmm. somewhere along the line whether it be in your current relationship or just from your past you've you've learned that it's dangerous to do that Mm. if i share it's not going to be good something bad will happen they're not going to get it whatever i mean it's different for all people but um so so you don't but then that coping mechanism for both for pursuer and withdrawaler it it's what gets in the way right of connecting mm-hmm. and it affects right they affect each other right like yeah. the more oh yeah one person withdraws the more the other yes. person pursues and then you just get gridlock yes yeah yes that's where the fun work that's, begins yeah that's the cycle that's right the it's cycle. like the more i mean it happens it happens in my relationship right it's like the more i pursue because i'm upset right about whatever mm-hmm. and so i feel like i need to talk about it i want to fix it oh my gosh oh my gosh i need to do whatever let's talk about it and then the more i experience Kevin, my husband shutting down, the more I feel like I need to go in. Right. But then the more I go in, the more he's like, danger. <laughs> like, whoa. Yeah. He's like, yeah, too much. Too much. Too much. And then, yeah, I I mean, we both end up feeling alone and rejected right. just in a different in a different way, maybe. So what? So in couples therapy, as you're seeing that dynamic play out, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? So the first step is, and some couples already have this insight and and some don't, no shame or judgment either way. It just Mm -hmm. depends. I just try to make the cycle of what's happening really explicit and try to get them to understand that we're both trying to protect our relationship in our own way. So the pursuer is trying to protect it by we have to talk about it. If we don't talk about it, like, then it's going to just sit and linger. And then, like, how will we fix it? Like, it feels so scary. And then for the withdrawaler they're protecting it by i'm channeling my husband right now like i don't want to say something that's going to make it worse by like yes. keeping the peace yeah oh, like i i, yeah, I like, have heard my husband right. say that to yeah. me mm-hmm. i feel yeah. that so many yeah. times i feel that yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like you're they're really both trying to yeah. protect it in the way that they know in the way that they know well, so, so it sounds like they're not just trying to protect themselves. It sounds like they're trying to protect the relationship too, right? Yeah. Like I'm trying to. Yes. I do, I'm, my fear is that this is all going to blow up yes. and get very bad. Well, yes. And so I, I think have that, to mitigate damages. And that's an yes. important reframe, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're saying I'm protecting the relationship, not just yeah. I'm protecting myself, yeah. right? You're already helping them focus yeah. on it as a team, right? Yeah. We're yes. like on this together. We're both trying yeah. to protect the relationship yeah. just in different ways. Yes. Yeah. So that's the first part of it. And then helping the withdrawaler re-engage. Again, this is all not my stuff. EFT, I can't take credit for stuff that isn't mine. But helping the withdrawaler re-engage a bit and helping them create 
helping create the safety because the pursuer is going to naturally soften when the withdrawal re-engages mm -hmm. because they're just scared, the pursuer, because they don't know what's happening. They feel left in the dark. They feel alone. That feels so awful. Mm -hmm. And it's not the, again, this isn't the withdrawaler's fault. It's just, again, how they protect the relationship, right. but helping them open up and share a bit more of what their experience is like. Mm -hmm. It's usually pretty soothing actually for the pursuer but then there's issues right that are so triggering that maybe it might create more defense in the pursuer and more defense in the in the withdrawal but again to me that's all just like normal yeah, yeah I just like go in and validate it because it makes sense if you really just slow down and slice it thinner and try to understand why someone's protective mechanism is coming up usually get to the emotional part totally and then and then I, there you are yeah, yeah. and i think it's, but what do people do with it but but that's yeah. a good question right so like so for us as therapists we're like yeah the meat, yeah the emotional yeah. Part, really love yeah. It. but there are a lot of people that are incredibly uncomfortable with emotion absolutely yeah. there's all this discomfort yeah. so what about the people that hear that they're like no 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 that's what i've been trying to avoid right. is the emotional right, right. right. Like, right. Like, like wait a that. second yeah. no no right so what would you say to that I mean, it's just about helping them stretch their window of tolerance a bit mm. of, I don't Love want that. anyone to sit in bad feelings forever, but if we can learn, this is one of my favorite EFT um, therapists and supervisor, Catherine Reem, she always says, like, befriend your inner world, help your partner get a glimpse into what's happening in your inner world. Mm. And it's not like you have to sit there forever. It's just like, it's there if you can both find ways to share it and then turn towards each other i mean there's something powerful about just feeling like we're walking together in whatever it, the hurt the pain whatever absolutely it, it is yeah. in, well, oh, absolutely. Oh, i'm sorry please darling. <laughs> please darling i was just gonna say um that i think oftentimes when we're stuck in that cycle we are viewing our partner as doing something that's really hurtful to us, right? Mm, like that yeah. it's something that hurts us yeah. because, you know, for the pursuer and our partner's withdrawing, then we're like, oh, like you're rejecting me, yeah. right? Like this is a rejection. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you're the withdrawal, you're like, oh, mm. God, like stop yelling at me. Yeah. Stop yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa. Right. It's like I always feel wrong exactly. or criticized. Exactly. Yeah. And so like you're helping people get underneath that where they're yes. understanding that their intention isn't to like push the, the partner away. Yeah. It's actually to get closer yeah. and yeah. to be more connected. Yeah. And to help them learn to share the softer parts of how you feel, not um, trying to give an example. Yeah. Not to blame or, or to say, say something mean, but to share what's actually happening and, and going on. Mm -hmm. So I'll just use a personal example because that's what's coming up. When I am feeling like I need more quality time with my husband or I'm feeling like I need, I'm just more needy. That's how I am, right? And I'm feeling like I can't, I don't know how to get it. And maybe I've tried indirectly or directly, whatever. When all of my best efforts don't work, I get critical okay. because I know that that's going to get some kind of response from my husband, which obviously is going to make him not want to, hang out with me because I'm being mean and critical right but when I started to learn and understand of what was happening in those moments mm. and really it was like I just felt like he didn't want to be with me or like I wasn't 
fun enough. You can, like, go be with other people and have fun, mm. but, like, you couldn't. And so it was just, like, triggering all my own stuff of yeah. not feeling good enough. And so when I could share that piece of, like, it's, you know, I'm upset because it's just, like, making me think I'm not good enough, right? Like, that's what I tell myself. And then he was like, oh, like, no, right. not, like, not at all. That's. So he, like, turns towards you. Yeah, because it wasn't, moments. like, you're whatever nasty thing yeah. I would say yeah. certainly doesn't want to turn towards <laughs> right. <laughs> right but but yeah. it's like it's it speaks to like you're pushing him away because you feel yeah you're not feeling good enough right right and then to like bring him closer by being yeah. like, hey, like this is what's yeah. actually going on and me. that's through like a lot of work of I, I I guess I shouldn't make it seem like I was critical and then five minutes later I was like oh I'm in touch with this right. softer right. no that's like not how it went down what about years of work time. Right. Yeah. 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 but you said something that I know you heard from us uh, two weeks ago in a case review we were chatting and you oh, yeah. talked about something that I think was very helpful and I know that you had learned this from an old story which is the importance of being in supervision mm, yeah. as a so therapist, good. right? Yeah. How much you learn from other professionals and yes. why we fully believe in peer support and supervision. Yeah. And you talked about like, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about get about like the ongoing soothing we have to do. Now you use this oh, great analogy of yes. the baby crying. Yes. Will you yes. tell about this? Because yeah. I think this is very helpful yeah. to talk yeah. about ongoing patience and compassion with our partner and with right. ourselves. Right. Yeah. So um a supervisor ting who is again an eft uh supervisor therapist trainer she talked about it as a crying baby when you have a crying baby you don't just tap the baby one time and assume that the baby's going to stop crying you tap 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 hold 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 tap 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 and in my head that really clicked for me and made me just realize and know and understand as a therapist that that's what I want to do with my couples yeah. of just like validate and they're doing what they're doing again, good, bad, right, wrong for some kind of reason. Mm-hmm. And if you just let them, if you hold that space for them, they'll usually stop cry- crying. Yes, right? yes, yeah. 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 Literally crying. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, Sometimes. Sometimes they are. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil, keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization 
location. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. But I like that analogy because I think that's also something about like our own inner child, right? Mm-hmm. That like it is okay for you to need ongoing reassurance. It is okay for you to yeah. need ongoing soothing. Totally. Yes. And tap, tap, tap yourself. Right? Yeah. And this idea for tap, that... tap, taps from others. <laughs> yes. So Sorry. Like, we, like, tap, 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 like the way that people learn to self-soothe is by being soothed by others. Mm-hmm, so yeah. this idea that we're supposed to just be like totally alone and not need mm. other people and not need support and mm. not need not need attachment, not need attunement, that's mm. bullshit. Right? It is. We're literally not wired that way. We're yeah. not we wired. We are not we're not wired that way. Yeah. We're wired to be interdependent and to feel like people are in our corner and we can count on other people. And and part of why, like early early theories in psychology have now been high, like highly critical of being anti-feminist and anti-woman yeah. mm, because yeah. it was very much like handle your own emotions and, right. and take care yeah. of yourself and that's helpful sometimes because yeah. sometimes your partner is not able to be there yeah. for right. you, you right yes for yes. sure that there is going to be times where your yeah. partner let's say they have a family member who is going through a struggle or mm. they're going through their own thing or they're having medical right, right? there's going to like be if reasons. you're going through stress at the same time exactly yeah. and so that's why self the learning to self-soothe and having those skills are incredibly important but at the end of the day we're wired to be with other humans yeah it shouldn't be self-soothing shouldn't be our primary way of coping right our primary way of coping should ideally be with Mm -hmm. our our partner or whoever that is a friend a parent it doesn't have to be a romantic partner like any of those things yeah yeah um so I'm wondering, like, if someone, if people are listening to this and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, God, like, I'm the withdrawaler in my relationship or I'm the yeah. pursuer in yeah. my relationship, <laughs> what can they do for themselves or, like, what mm-hmm. can they do or process while they're listening to this to bring to their relationship? Mm. Good question. What can they do? 
I mean, it's so hard. It kind of depends where people are, people are at. So I think being just self-reflective of, okay, like what are my moves in the dance, so to speak, of what do I do and what happens when I do this? I mean, I would encourage this conversation to happen together with, with your partner, <laughs> right? And to learn and see how we feed off of each other. Right. And just to maybe learn how to, which just is easier said than done, but see it see it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Right? I, have a, I have a question. Yeah. If, you, if I'm a pursuer, just, you know, yeah. me personally right <laughs> now. I just have a, yeah. <laughs> so a hypothetical so question. Hypothetical <laughs> situation I have going on here. Um, <laughs> if I'm the pursuer in my, yeah. like, in my romantic relationship, do mm-hmm. so you think that that could also then translate into my other relationships in life? My relationship with my roommate, my relationship with my boss, my relationship, mm-hmm. right? Like, it could, but um, you don't have, if you're, like, a pursuer in one relationship, certainly doesn't mean you're the pursuer in all of them. You, know, right? you could. Well, yeah. you could. Like, I'm a pursuer with, in the relationship with my husband and a lot of other relationships, I'm more of the with, mm-hmm. I'm more of the withdrawer. Mm. So, yeah, it's not, like, mutually exclusive. Okay. Gotcha. And also, I wonder if it depends on, like, the, the people you have these relationships with, right? Yes. Like, if someone, if you're friends with someone who's more of the pursuer, mm-hmm. then the, like, natural reaction yeah. is, like, okay, yeah. well, I'm, I might be more the withdrawer. Right, or, right. Right. Um, and so, you know, I know we're talking about it in the context of couples therapy, but I think it makes sense. I mean, yes. I would say I'm probably the withdrawler in most of my relationships. Jen, yeah. you are 100% the withdrawler in literally all of your relationships, <laughs> except with your pets. Oh, God, it is so the much. only relationship. Yeah. Oh, I'm really sorry. Fuck. <laughs> Tater, why? <laughs> why? Why, Tater? Why? <laughs> Pour one out for a homie. God, I will. I'm oh. going to just drop we a little bit of water right now. Okay. It's going to get on your Oh, computer. yeah, the technology. <laughs> um, but, no, you are yes. 100% withdrawal, except oh. for... I am such a pursuer in my relationship with, with Louie. With Louie. Oh, with the my dog, God. Yes. I am Naturally. Smother, right? Smother him, right? What Animals? about you? You and Nala. You oh. and your dog. Pursuer. <laughs> <laughs> By a million percent. <laughs> She's like, get out of here, mom. She's yeah. withdrawal, withdrawal. Yeah. I was moving all over different couches in the floor last night trying to get her lay with me. And she would just like come just close enough, but like not, <laughs> not too actually much. a snuggle. She's, She's withdrawing. Like, mm, She's withdrawing. <laughs> I'm here, but. Did she sleep in bed with you? No, only like randomly on the weekends. Do if... you wish that she would? Yeah. <laughs> would you but sleep Kevin in her like, no. dog bed? With her, she would growl at me because she's um, nasty. Um, she's nasty. I'm obsessed yeah. with the way you talk about your dog. Me too. Oh, I think it's so really cute. important to know the limits of our animals, though, mm. especially because she's a rescue too, right? Is she? No. 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 I mean, if so, we're feeling I'm rescued. very dog is fucked up. I mean, I should. We probably shouldn't have gone her where we gone her, but I didn't know until at the time after. Which we thank God were. we did, though, because we... I'm like I did rescue her. Yes, you <laughs> yes, did. So yes, I did. But I, I mean, that's true. A lot of us have learned a lot of information about pet getting. Yeah. In our 20s, we were just yeah. getting pets off oh, the internet. Yeah. And that was yeah. I almost know. got scammed into. Do you remember that? When I was getting Tater, I almost got scammed. I like reached out to this person who was like selling these cats. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, listen, I. This is what happens when you buy animals. Followed my knowledge. Animals off the internet, 100%. And oh. in your early 20s, we didn't know any different, exactly. right? Now it's, we know a lot more. Yeah, it's. I mean, I so literally remember. Yes, <laughs> I'm yeah. pretty sure. I remember just behind Kevin's back. Not a good thing to do oh, with, with couples. <laughs> but I was like, I need, I need a dog. 
So I was like looking online, and as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Soul dog, like must have <laughs> just her." Just now. So then I reached out to the to the people, and I was like, "Can you send me updated photos of the dog?" And then I just sent photos to Kevin, and I was like, "What do you think?" And then all he put back was, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "We're getting it." I've already. It yeah, could have been. I've, he could have been saying like, "Oh my god, no!" But, but it was like the interpretation of it was like, matter. "Oh my god, yes, this you is had, happening." You had already decided that dog right. was coming. Oh yeah, and yeah. Now we're a little. Now you're a little like a little unit. Yeah, yeah. unit. Yeah. Um. All right. So I want to know. Okay. Yeah, from, so, okay. Now um, that we're getting back on topic, because I have another question too. After you go. Oh no, you go, please. Well, I think because the thing that I think, and all therapists have different you know, ideas about doing this is like the secrets policy. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because. People want to know. People want to know, right? Like, like that if, if there's an affair or, um, and they're telling you in an individual session, like, how do you handle that? Yeah. I mean, I obviously can't know something that one of the partners doesn't know. Yeah. That would just mess up any kind of safety and rapport and we're talking all about feeling safe and secure to share and turn and if they feel like they can't do that with with me because I know something that they don't it just yeah it just couldn't work yeah with that being said I'm not going to like come out and expose it for them uh we just can't continue the couple's work until until it until it comes out yeah I feel like the other thing I have so often had couples say is would you tell us if we should get divorced? Have you had people say this to you? I get this one all the time. I've gotten that. Yeah. Surprisingly, I feel like I haven't gotten that too much. Maybe people think I would talk out of my ass more than you would, probably. Oh, they probably one I look at me. It. They're it's like, all this that girl. Advi- it's the advice, this, all that advice this, you're given. They're like, can you just tell us if we should get divorced? I know. So. Yeah. I'm I actually, because I feel like that is like such it a is. It's common a, People want to know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a genuine question, yeah. right? I'm going in. I spend this money in a professional. I am scared. I don't know if this is going to Also, the work. professional has seen so many couples. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right? I consider yeah. you an expert on this topic. Yeah. Right? The same thing. If I was yeah. saying my car worked on and that they should just, I should just buy a different car or just. <laughs> right. Like mechanic. This. Can yeah. you tell me? Yes. Should right? I just. So it's right. reasonable for somebody to want that. Yeah. Right. And still. We don't know. It's not a science like yeah, a car. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. Because everyone's different. Every relationship yeah. is different. Everyone's level of tolerance yeah. for things yeah. is, is different. Yeah. Ability to work on it. Yeah. Is there mm-hmm. ever a time where a couple comes in and you're like, okay, like, this isn't working in couples therapy? Yeah. Well, we'll like, what yeah. are your signs for that? Um. Mm. You rocking a little Gottman? Four horsemen, mm, right? I what mean, are you that's, over here? right. That's a hard one. <laughs> is it like if, like, are there times in which one partner isn't clearly isn't doing the work, and the other <sighs> partner is, or like, how do you? It's so tough because sometimes, again, what meets the eye, it could look like that, but their their defense could be up so mm-hmm. much because there's so much hurt and mm. pain. What so... about someone who's like in really serious active addiction? <laughs> Yeah, no. Yeah. So, no. so like active addiction, yes. any kind of like partner violence. Yes. yes. If if some if like they're coming in for an affair and the partner knows, but then I find out the affair is like still ongoing. Mm. Yes. So yes. Yeah. Like yeah. for those things then 
Yes. It's just like there's also like an ethical obligation for us as professionals to be like, hey, I can't take your money, right? Like you're like we're also taking time and money. Yeah, it is an investment, right? Like we actually have an ethical obligation to say to someone like it's unethical for me to accept payment and to continue this work. Yes, totally agree. And and that's also very serious for when we talk about intimate partner violence. Yeah, like yeah, because if there's going to be violence that occurs after sessions, then it's too much of a risk. We can't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And. You know, EFT says you can't even do EFT with couples like that because, I mean, the whole premise and concept is share your vulnerability, share the emotion, learn how to befriend your inner world, your emotion. And if you literally don't feel safe. Right. That's it. That's like your survival mechanism is to not let your partner in. Right. You're not going right. to be like, like it's, oh, right? oh let them in. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. Right. No, you right. just can't. Right. It just wouldn't. That makes a lot of sense. It wouldn't sense. work. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. First of all, Nicole, we love you. Oh, I'm so happy. Thank you. So. How did it like, go? How was it? What'd you think? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm wondering so fun. if we were to do a takeaway from this mm. episode, yes. what is a takeaway we could give people that are maybe thinking that it's, you know, I'd be interested in doing some couples therapy? What would you want them to know from a couples therapist? Truly that we're not judging. We're not taking sides. It's not one person is right and one person is wrong. It's just, and I'm also, this is a big one. I am not a problem solver. I'm not the kind of therapist, and most I feel like therapists are not going to tell you exactly what to do and say this or do this. We all are smart. Couples know how to communicate and how to talk. There's something blocking them that makes it so hard to do all the things that we know. So I'm not going to Right. That's not the work. The work is really digging deep and getting into the just the nitty the nitty gritty. Yeah. Like what's behind the scenes. Yeah. But that yeah. It's it, pull the curtain up. Yeah. Oh baby. And then it's no oh, one's no. fault. I just want people to know that it's it's, it's like no we get fault. to where we get to together. Amazing. Oh, I love that. And right there, that's where we're ending. The perfect ending. Nicole <laughs> Nicole Lewis, licensed marriage and family therapist. <sighs> Um, yes. doing emotionally focused couples therapy. You can contact her at the therapy group. You'll have all the Do you have any availability? She's a no, little. Do you? You don't. Oh, maybe. We're not sure. I feel sure. like I always somehow find room yeah, for like she, one or two she more. She's constantly. She's seeing couples constantly. She should be yeah. working on her own boundaries. <laughs> and at yeah. the end of the day, if you liked this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. We will see you all and listen to you. We love you. We see love you. Thank on you. Chicks. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts? We're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.